upon a time. Once 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 upon a time. Hey everyone, welcome to Dads Read Princess Stories, the podcast where dads from around the world read stories about princesses from around the world. My name is James Abramenko, intrepid poet and host of the incredible podcast Friendless, which you can check out at friendlesspod.com. Now, normally you would be hearing the dulcet tones of my good friend RPJ, but this week... I'm your guest host, so get ready for some hardcore vocal action. That's right, I'm getting in close, practicing my ASMR, really rubbing that beard on the mic. Yeah, you should try and go to sleep listening to this. You like that? Well, I don't. So, here's the deal. This season of Dad's Read Princess Stories is all about the Cinderella tale. You might think you know the story of Cinderella, but if you think that, you think wrong. Did you know there's actually dozens of versions of the Cinderella story, some that date back as far as 850 AD in China? That's right, it doesn't even originate in Europe. Big surprise there. So, this season, you'll be hearing dads from all different backgrounds reading various versions of the Cinderella tale. Each dad reads in their own voice. Sometimes they'll be very serious and do no silly voices, and then sometimes they might do silly voices. It's totally up to them. Maybe they'll do sound effects. Maybe they'll poke fun at the story, stopping every now and again to point out all the odd details of it. Then at the end of each tale, every dad will give you what they think is the moral of the story. This moral can be funny, it can be serious, it can be what they think is uh, the moral or what the actual connection to today is. This will change with every dad and every story. So, what story will you be hearing today? Well, funny enough, and why I'm guest hosting, it's no story at all, but a poem. Ooh, my favorite. The poem of Cinderella by Anne Sexton. One brief content warning for you before we get into the actual story. There is one passing reference to blackface to be aware of um, that we have decided to leave into the story in context of the water poem. A brief note on Anne Sexton. Anne Sexton was an American poet known for her highly personal confessional verse. She actually won the Pulitzer Prize for poetry in 1967 for her book Live or Die. Sexton is seen as the modern model for the confessional poet due to the intimate and emotional content of her poetry. She often wrote and disclosed her struggles with mental illness through her work. And she, was, she also included very important yet overlooked topics that touched on the overall experience for a woman. Her work started out as being mostly about herself. However, as her career progressed, she made periodic attempts to reach outside the realm of her own life for poetic themes. Transformations, which was written in 1971, is a revision and a retelling of the Grimm's fairy tales. Um, And it is the book that you will find her version of the Cinderella poem. Now, on a little bit of a low note, tragically, Anne Sexton did kill herself October 4th, 1974. But on a high note, reading Anne Sexton's poem today, Cinderella, is Benjamin Cutler. 
Benjamin Cutler is an award-winning poet and high school English teacher in the mountains of western North Carolina, where he also spends his time fly fishing and hiking along the area's many creeks and trails. Benjamin's poems have appeared widely in literary journals and magazines, and he is the author of the book of poems, The Geese Might Be Gods, which you can find at Main Street Reg Publishing Company's online bookstore, regstreetreg.com, mainstreetreg.com, or by requesting the title at your local bookstore. Benjamin is also the, a husband and a father to four wonderful know-it-all kids, Dallin, Camden, Abigail, and Brooke, to whom he occasionally reads princess stories. You can connect with Benjamin and his work at benjamincutlerpoet.com. But now, here's Benjamin reading Cinderella by Anne Sexton. You always read about it. The plumber with the twelve children who wins the Irish sweepstakes. From toilets to riches. That story. Or the nursemaid. Some luscious sweet from Denmark who captures the oldest son's heart. From diapers to Dior. That story. Or a milkman who serves the wealthy. Eggs, cream, butter, yogurt milk, the white truck like an ambulance who goes into real estate and makes a pile, from homogenized to martinis at lunch, or the charwoman who is on the bus when it cracks up and collects enough from the insurance, from mops to Bonwit Teller, that story. Once, the wife of a rich man was on her deathbed, and she said to her daughter, Cinderella, be devout, be good. Then I will smile down from heaven in the seam of a cloud. The man took another wife who had two daughters, pretty enough, but with hearts like blackjacks. Cinderella was their maid. She slept on the city hearth each night and walked around looking like Al Jolson. Her father brought presents home from town jewels and gowns for the other women, but the twig of a tree for Cinderella. She planted that twig on her mother's grave, and it grew to a tree where a white dove sat. Whenever she wished for anything, the dove would drop it like an egg upon the ground. The bird is important, my dears, so heed him. Next came the ball, as you all know. It was a marriage market. The prince was looking for a wife. All but Cinderella were preparing and gussying up for the event. Cinderella begged to go too. Her stepmother threw a dish of lentils into the cinders and said, Pick them up in an hour and you shall go. The white dove brought all his friends. All the warm wings of the featherland came and picked up the lentils in a jiffy. No, Cinderella, said the stepmother. You have no clothes and cannot dance. That's the way with stepmothers. Cinderella went to the tree at the grave and cried forth like a gospel singer. Mama, Mama, my turtle dove, send me to the prince's ball. The bird dropped down a golden dress and delicate little slippers. Rather a large package for a simple bird, so she went, 
which is no surprise. Her stepmother and sisters didn't recognize her without her cinder face, and the prince took her hand on the spot and danced with no other the whole day. As nightfall came, she thought she'd better get home. The prince walked her home, and she disappeared into the pigeon house, and although the prince took an axe and broke it open, she was gone. Back to her cinders. These events repeated themselves for three days. However, on the third day, the prince covered the palace steps with cobbler's wax, and Cinderella's gold shoe stuck upon it. Now he would find whom the shoe fit, and find his strange dancing girl for keeps. He went to their house, and the two sisters were delighted because they had lovely feet. The eldest went into a room to try the slipper on, but her big toe got caught in the way, so she simply sliced it off and put on the slipper. The prince rode away with her until the white dove told him to look at the blood pouring forth. That is the way with amputations. They just don't heal up like a wish. The other sister cut off her heel, but the blood told as blood will. The prince was getting tired. He began to feel like a shoe salesman, but he gave it one last try. This time, Cinderella fit into the shoe like a love letter into its envelope. At the wedding ceremony, the two sisters came to curry favor, and the white dove pecked their eyes out. Two hollow spots were left like soup spoons. Cinderella and the prince lived, they say, happily ever after, like two dolls in a museum case, never bothered by diapers or dust, never arguing over the timing of an egg, never telling the same story twice, never getting a middle-aged spread, their darling smiles pasted on for eternity, regular Bobsy twins, that story. So the moral of the story, of course, is, I think, very different from what the moral of the story is for your usual Cinderella tale. Um, Anne Sexton seems to be quite um, skeptical and cynical um, of the Cinderella story as she um, tells us that all these stories have been told over and over again. You've heard it. You know this story um, and how unlikely it is. Um, I think that Anne Sexton is telling us that um, there is no such thing as happily ever after. Um, and nor does it sound like happily ever after would even be that pleasant um, as we reach the end of this story. And she tells us of Cinderella and her prince uh, sitting like dolls in a museum, never bothered by diapers or dust, never arguing over the timing of an egg. It sounds to me like they have no relationship at all. And I think this story is about relationships um, and the power and importance of those relationships. Um, earlier in the story, she tells us about the dove at her mother's tree, and she tells us that the bird is important. And I believe her when she tells us that, um, that this dove, this bird represents the connection between her and her mother and the power of their relationship and that love um, and, and its ability to transcend death. 
And uh, so for me, that is the moral of this story, the power of relationships, real relationships, um, rather than all of the, uh, the fantasies and fake relationships that we see throughout this story. Well, good night. That was Benjamin Cutler reading Anne Sexton's poem, Cinderella. We'd like to thank him for taking the time to be on the podcast. I have no personal experience with it, but I trust raising kids is not easy. I'm James Avermako, and it has been an absolute pleasure guest hosting Dad's Read Princess Stories. You can follow this podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dad's Read Princess Stories. Do not forget to give it a five-star rating. It helps the show so, so much. And of course, you can follow me at FriendlessPod on all social medias, or you can check out my own book of poetry, An Actor Despairs, for digital download at FriendlessPod.com shop. Thanks for listening. Stay safe.